On the Riabu podcast today, we are going to get granular in ways that might make one or two of you uncomfortable. So fasten your seatbelt and hang on for the ride. Simon Littlewood and I are going to be reflecting on all the things that you need to know about your customers' payment processes. And I know what you're going to say. I don't want to know when my customer does their payments. I don't need to know all of the ins and outs of their internal processes. I just want my check at the end of the month. But I think, Simon, the whole point of understanding your customers' payment processes is to achieve exactly that outcome. You may find yourself not having received your customer's check and having no clue about who to phone, who to write to, or what their internal processes are. So it's overwhelmingly useful to get yourself set up properly before you do any business with the customer. Not only is it useful, it's much easier to have those conversations when you're in a genial, <laughs> flirtatious mood because you're about to sign a, a new deal, right? Yes. So your customer has a procure-to-pay journey, which is one way of looking at figuring out what we want to buy, who do we want to buy it from, how much is it going to cost, when are we going to procure it, how do we get it, how do we accept the delivery, what does the invoice look like, how do we approve the invoice for payment, and so on and so forth. Wow, this is a real thing, the procure to pay, no, the procure to... To pay journey, we have referred to it as. Right. You know, and depending on how large the company is, you could have multiple functions involved in that. I mean, I'll give you an example. The guy that does, the person who does procurement, their job is to make the best deal for the company, to define the thing that's needed, go to different suppliers, cut the right deal, agree a contract and set it up. Mm -hmm. But it won't be them that actually decides when to order whatever it is that they've agreed to buy from you. That will be an operational decision. Furthermore, they may insist on certain terms being met and you have to make sure that you agree those terms. And then you've got the whole issue of actually supplying the product. Somebody has to accept it internally, possibly. Um, someone has to confirm that it's been received with the finance function, whose task it may then be to authorize an invoice for payment, sub subject to the invoice being correct, subject to all the necessary paperwork requirements being met. And even then, you may have an intervention from senior finance or the treasury at the end of the month, which may say, well, you know what, in order to achieve our cash balance at the end of the month, we need to only pay out X. Mm -hmm. So what are the things that we cannot pay out until next month in order to give ourselves the targeted cash balance? Big companies often think like this. Yes, especially when it comes to the end of the financial quarter or the end of the financial year. And at the end of the day, if you haven't set things up so that you are logically going to be paid, i.e. if you've left a gap or if you haven't specified the fact that you expect to be paid or if you haven't asked, you'll be on that pile that slips into the following month because right. it's too easy, yeah? So you've got the procurement person who's doing the, the sorting out of the deal. You've got uh, the business person at the customer, the one who's actually placing the order in line with that deal. And then once you've delivered your product or service, you've got the finance person, possibly the treasury person. So there are four parties. Well, there probably might be operations in there because it depends on where your order lands because it could be ordered centrally and delivered remotely. So, so there could be another bit to that, right? Right. Yeah. So there are obviously a lot of moving parts. Yes. Now, do you really need to know all of them? Well, if you don't know all of them, then you're going to discover that you're not getting what you expected to get. 
and that, in fact, you have no clue about how to approach sorting it out. And we've talked, we've talked to clients who've worked for us before, you know, who, who agreed to be interviewed by us, who explained how, on our advice, they actually flew to the country where their customer was and wandered around until they knew the process and who all the people were. But, but because they didn't do that till after the invoices were already badly overdue, uh, it came rather late in the day. So right. it all starts with the procurement guy and the contract. Because as we've said repeatedly, you need to have a very clear credit policy or get paid on time policy, which ensures that whatever deal you have with your customer, it includes complete unambiguous clarity around what the expectations are in terms of payment when you should get paid, meaning when it should actually land in your account, not when they should actually think about it for the first time. You know? <laughs> mm -hmm. Secondly, what happens if there are any issues preventing payment, i.e. If you, if you miss something out or if they decide they want something else. And thirdly, in the event of any of these things happening, and this is the critical bit, who in your organization is responsible for ensuring that the communication is kept up and the issues are resolved? And who in their organization is responsible for ensuring that the invoice gets paid. And in the case of a tiny SME with five staff, it's probably just one person. In the case of a substantial company, on the other hand, it could be, as we've just said, half a dozen functions. Each one of those functions might have four or five people in it or more. So you're not even dealing with individual names. But to the extent that you need to, you should find out the numbers for those departments. You should find out the name of who's going to deal with it. And if you can, get your prospective customer before he becomes an actual customer to introduce you to people. Mm. So this is the person who's actually placing the order, not the procurement person? No, So, the, but the procurement person needs essentially to do that for you because, because, because right. if, if you need to have the conversation, look, it's very important to us. We've talked about price and that's great. You know, we've done, we've done a good deal for you. We've talked about payment terms. Can I just understand how that works in your organization? And because you're still friendly, they're not going to say, oh, go away, I'm too busy. Well, 